of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Cougars basketball is on the air. Zero wedding sends out to Hall. Touch pass Nell, open three. He yes. got it right side. The answer from Trevin Nell. This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Getting you ready for BYU versus Oklahoma. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome once again into Cougar Pregame Live, presented as always by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the 21st-ranked BYU Cougars are in Norman, Oklahoma, for a matchup against the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, BYU enters tonight with a 4-4 and Big 12 record after winning at West Virginia this past Saturday, 86-73. to The victory was BYU's second conference road win, what made it even more impressive was the fact that the Cougars were shorthanded playing without Ali Khalifa, who didn't make the trip due to a combination of both injury and illness. And Fusine Troyeri, boy, did he step up. Fus was a beast, finishing with a season-high 24 points as well as nine boards. The status of Khalifa for tonight still unknown. We should know fairly quickly on what the situation is with Khalifa. So uh, we may get another heavy dose of Foos tonight at the center spot. Other bright spots in the win on the road against the Mountaineers was Richie Saunders scoring 17 with a career-high four made threes and Dallin Hall dishing out a career-high 12 assists. BYU versus Oklahoma, not traditionally a matchup we see a whole lot of. The last time BYU faced Oklahoma was 1992, which actually turned out to be quite a game. More on that with Mark Durant in our next segment. But the last time the Cougars faced the Sooners in Norman was back in 1986. So these two teams just don't play each other often. With the Sooners not playing in Provo this season and with Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the SEC next year, this is a matchup we won't see moving forward. Well, the Sooners are 16-6 and overall, 4-5 and in league play following their 74-63 loss to UCF on Saturday in Orlando. The loss to the Knights also knocked OU out of the AP poll for the first time since November 20th. This is a strength-on-strength matchup tonight. Something to pay attention to. OU ranks fifth in the nation in three-point defense. And as we know, BYU leads the Big 12 and the country in three-point field goals made per game. So that should be a fun battle when looking a little bit more at the Sooners. Javian McCollum is the leading scorer for OU. He's averaging 14.3 points per game. Time to delve a little bit deeper into tonight's matchup against Oklahoma. Greg Rubel, kind enough to talk with Coach Fennell on the road for our pregame conversation. Before they discuss the Sooners, Coach Fennell talked about BYU's big road win in Morgantown. Yeah, obviously in this conference, it's really, really challenging winning anywhere, right? I don't care where they're ranked in the league. Every team in this league has really high-level players and high-level coaches and um, some really elite-level environments, and it's a tough travel flying all the way out there. And um, We're thrilled with the way, um, not necessarily with the way we played per se, but just coming away with a victory. I think any of those road wins that you can collect are, are super important, uh, not only now for morale in the meantime, but um, also long-term when you're talking about seeding for the conference tournament and, and just having a record and where you are in this conference. So, um, yeah, we'll take all them all the road wins we can get and you've now gone into two buildings that using kansas as an example kansas didn't win at west virginia or ucf and you won in both those gyms 
I think it just shows how, how hard it is to win on the road here, right? I mean, UCF's a, a very good team. They've shown they've, they've beaten people on the road, yep. whether it's Texas or, or whoever. So uh, for us to go there and get that W was super important for us and um, it was big for our confidence. And, and to play a big, long, athletic, strong, tough team like UCF and beat them was huge for us. And uh, obviously the same thing for WVU. Um, you know, Kansas is going to win a lot of games in this conference. They have every single year that Bill Self has been there and, mm-hmm. and well before he got there. So uh, I think they'll be just fine. And it's hard to put too much stock in those individual matchups. But uh, we're really we're we're really pleased with the outcomes. Just an indicator, though, of the overall strength of this league and how tough it is to win on the road, though, right? No question. Yeah, no question. I think Kansas, as we talked about, is, is going to be right there at the end of this thing when it comes down to who's going to win the league for the regular season and um, to, to show that they're going to have struggles on the road as well. You know, nobody's immune from it. It really it really proves that. So um, for us to do that in any, any situation that we can is really important for us. You've had a few games this year where second-half leads slip and things have gone the other way. How important was it Saturday at West Virginia to have a big lead, see it dip, things get tight, crowd get loud, and then find a way to kind of put the stop on it and, and, and pull away at the end? I think it's. I think it preceded the West Virginia game. I think if you look at Texas and even Houston to a certain degree, I think we played a little bit better in the second half. And that's you know that's a mindset, that's an approach, um, that's a mental toughness thing that we're going to have to take with us moving forward for the rest of the season. Uh, it's only going to get harder. Um, these opponents are only going to get tougher and bigger and meaner and nastier, and the stakes are only going to get higher. And uh, it's incumbent upon us um, to really dig in and, and be that second half team that we'd like to be. And uh, it takes a mental toughness component, it takes a confidence component, it takes a communication and togetherness. Um, and I think as, far, as long as we can keep displaying that, it's just going to serve us well down the road. Hey, on to Oklahoma. They've been ranked a lot of the year. And this is a team that's uh, got a real uh, kind of defensive stamp on it, doesn't it? They do, yeah. They're they're very long and athletic and, and very physically gifted kids. I mean, they're big, strong, tough kids. Um, they, they've done a tremendous job guarding along the perimeter. They have very good rebounding. They're one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the country, uh, one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the conference. Um, they're offensive rebounding at a really high level with Sam Godwin, number 10. So um, they can be really physical in the paint. They can be really explosive and downhill and, and tough on the perimeter. Um, and, and I think it's incumbent upon us on both ends to really answer the bell on that, right? I, I think we have to show some physicality ourselves. Uh, we got to keep them off the glass on both ends. We got to keep their drivers out of the lane. Um, and then we got to navigate their ball screen actions. So um, they're they're a really tough out, especially at their place. Godwin, one of the best offensive rebounders in the country. He is, yeah, by percentage in Kempom. He's the number one offensive yep. rebounder in the country. So um, he's just a big, strong, physical local kid. Um, and he's really consistent with his effort. He goes every single time, and he's going to make multiple efforts. He's not going to accept box outs. Um, and I think it's that kind of an effort from a big, strong kid. And you're going to see that, right? I think he's got the physical gifts and the physical tools, but he's got the mindset and the toughness to do it as well. So um, he's somebody that we really, really have to make a priority on that end. Tell us a bit about their guard line uh, led by uh, Javian McCollum. Javon McCollum's a really talented scorer, obviously a transfer from Siena. He's been their leading scorer all year. Um, he's somebody that can get hot in a hurry. Um, he's one of their, their one players that's not overwhelmingly big or, or long or heavy or strong, um, but he's just explosive and talented and a confident scorer, and he can beat you from all three levels. So um, for us, it's, it's going to be a priority for us to slow him down starting in transition, right? He likes to put his head down and get to the rim in transition. He likes to use drag screens in transition. And in the half court, he'll use a lot of ball screens. So uh, we got to identify him early in the shot clock and, and make him a, a mark man for sure sometimes a team's three-point defensive numbers are as much a function of the opponent as the team itself but that said Oklahoma does have a good three-point defensive number are there things they do that lend to that number 
Yeah, I think they have a, a length and an athleticism and an awareness on the perimeter that makes it really hard to shoot against, right? I think they have some big bodies out there that can move their feet and, and get to shooters and be there on the catch. Uh, then I think there's a lot of their defensive principles and schemes that lend itself to that, that kind of a, a lineup as well. So, um, it, you know, it's going to be difficult for us to, to find openings in that space. And But we'll, we'll take what the defense gives us. I was, I was talking to somebody the other day where um, we'd like to develop ourselves into a place where we're not just a one-trick pony. Uh, if you're overplaying that, that element of our game, hopefully we can beat you somewhere else and um, you know the infusion of Foose and what he's doing in the post and our cutters and things like that can, can make things hard for people in the paint as well so uh, we hope to not just be shut down in one area Hey, finally, 4-4 four and four and in the mix in the Big 12, which we call the best basketball conference in the country. How does it feel right now to be heading down the stretch with a ton to play for every single night? It feels fantastic. It feels fantastic, and that's exactly you know where we would hope to be in this place. I mean, you know, you come to this conference in the first year, we got a ton of the same pieces from last year in a WCC team, and um, for us to put ourselves in a position to be playing you know, deep into this conference tournament thing and really trying to make a run at this, um, I, I'm really excited about that. I'm really, really proud of our players. I think they've done a fantastic job to a man uh, of really stepping up their game and, and building their games in the offseason and, and progressing with you know their individual abilities and uh, I think that's shown on the floor I, I think there's they've shown an individual um you know aptitude to, to play at this level and I, and I think we've shown a collective you know connectivity um to really be uh, one team and pulling in the same direction and I think those those two elements have really served as well awesome coach Fennell always a pleasure chatting with you and good luck against OU thank you so much appreciate it Obviously, I want to thank Greg Rubel and Coach Fennell for taking a few minutes as we get you ready for the Sooners and the BYU Cougars from Lloyd Noble Center in Norman, Oklahoma. Coming up next, that's where we're going to head. It's the site of tonight's matchup. Our courtside conversation with Mark Durant coming your way next as Cougar Pregame Live rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Mountain America Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard with you in our BYU radio studios in Provo, Utah. And joining me from the Lloyd Noble Center in Norman, Oklahoma. Can't think of anybody more noble than our own Mark Durant. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. I, uh, I, I would have to say that this arena reminds me of Houston's arena, and that reminds me of you, Jason. Oh, wow. That is a, that's, that is a compliment. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, the first thing I think of, and uh, if you know, you know on this one, uh, but when I hear Lloyd Noble, I immediately think of Lloyd Dobler from Better Off Dead. <laughs> so that's what I think of Those when I John, <laughs> John Cusack. By the way, like filmed in Ogden. There is a, there is a state of Utah tie. I'm just going to say it. Wow, I did not know that. Look, the things you learn listening to our pregame show. Look, we're gonna we're gonna help you out with the matchup. We're also gonna give you pop culture facts that you didn't even know you needed. That's the was way. Was I not I say at. anything? What was that? Uh, say anything. Greg's, Greg's uh, chiming in. He he may have a dispute. <laughs> say anything. Filmed in Ogden. Uh, no, no. Lloyd Dobler. Lloyd yeah. Dobler. Uh, John Cusack. Lloyd Dobler was yeah. uh, say anything. Right. What or, uh, Jason, Jason said better off dead. Jason said right. better off dead. You're right. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Say they anything. Both were. Is John they, Cusack from Canada, though? Uh, no, better off dead was Utah. <laughs> Say anything was not Utah, but yes. No, no. <laughs> yes, both. But, but yes, definitely John Cusack, John Cusack Lloyd yes. Dobler. Okay, there you here go. go. That's what I think of. So, yes. 
All right, let's get to uh, the basketball portion of the pregame interview. Uh, I had to laugh because in years past, four and four, we'd be freaking out that BYU was four and four in conference play. Yet we are beyond thrilled that BYU is four and four in Big Twelve play. What a difference a year makes, Mark. I mean, you think about what this team is doing right now. And even though they're four and four and just five hundred, that's what this league is. It, it is amazing to me just how difficult a league this has been, and how well BYU has been able to navigate so far. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really impressive. I mean, considering uh, where they came from last year, and they they struggled a bit. Um, they sure showed, showed some good signs, but uh, you know, keeping this team together. Adding Ali Khalifa and get, just getting better as a team, and then changing the, the way they play, uh, concentrating a lot on on the three point shot and making themselves different, and it, it's going to be a challenge for teams to scout and play against. And so, I mean, it's it's really worked out nicely. And you're absolutely right. I mean, you're, you're talking about the best conference in the country, and maybe get ten teams in the NCAA tournament. I don't know. Um, and it, it, it's okay to be 4-4. Four and four. It's okay. <laughs> Whereas last year it was definitely not okay. You're beside yourself how terrible things are going. But, yeah, this is a good, good league. BYU's got a couple of really nice road wins. I mean, tonight, if they could do it again, sweep the road, I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be a real challenge. But, uh, the, you know, it, they're, they're right where they need to be. And uh, with the way they've been playing, I think you could be pretty optimistic about where they'll get. And so, yeah, it's fun. So, uh, Greg, when he was talking with Coach Vanell, they touched on this. Coach Pope touched on a little bit in post game, but I'm curious your thoughts on BYU being able to close out these games after having some issues holding leads. In your opinion, what's been the biggest difference? Well, I, I think uh, you kind of have to learn how to win games on the road in this league, and I, I think they're figuring it out. What it requires is extra effort, extra focus, um, extra aggression. I, I think Dallin Hall's play has been important. You need a point guard that's not getting flustered, not turning it over, that can attack the basket and draw fouls or, or, or create for his teammates. And I, I thought Dallin was terrific in, at, at West Virginia on getting some penetration and then kicking to shooters or giving it to Foose. Uh, I, I think you need to have players that can handle that kind of pressure and stress and, and not kind of let the, the crowd and everything dictate the game. Uh, and then you have to have guys that step up and make big shots. And people will say, you know, Richie's was lucky or Trevins was lucky, but all the good teams seem to be really lucky. <laughs> so uh, you kind of make your own luck in a lot a lot of ways, but they also made some really, really good shots. And, uh, Jackson Robinson hit a couple, and, and uh, Foose obviously was terrific. And I think that having Foose will help as well. You know, when things are kind of falling apart all around you and the ability then to just say, okay, let's, let's just give it to Foose, and he's probably going to get a bucket for us. Or they're going to have to double him, and, and we'll have a good three-point shot. I mean, with, with that stretch that he wasn't playing, they had kind of had to hit the three-point shot. We didn't really have an inside option. And now that, that can really calm the game down and just, just dump it off to the big guy. Boost, get us a bucket. We need one. And he was able to do it. BYU did quite well without Ali Khalifa in Morgantown. Now they're going to be without him again tonight. Coach Pope telling Greg 
uh, in their pregame conversation, which you will hear in its entirety in about uh, about 20 minutes, uh, that he uh, is not with the team, uh, still dealing with the injury and the illness, thought there was a chance maybe they would get him, but he is not going to play tonight. Uh, no Waterman, a uh, bit of a question mark as well as of right now. Uh, but based off of what we saw against West Virginia, how does the loss of Ali Khalifa factor into this matchup against Oklahoma tonight? So BYU has done a nice job of stepping up, filling in for guys, and there's been plenty of opportunity to do that, uh, whether it's been Foose or Jackson or Trevin or, or whoever has been missing. The, the, and it, and they, they're built such that you can have a guy like Ali Khalifa go out and yet not lose a lot competitively because you have Foose or vice versa in the in the, in the uh North Carolina State game. It was it was the opposite. Foose went out and Ali came. Ali came in. So if Noah can't play, you've got Richie Saunders, who is you know not. There's not much of a difference there. Uh, or if Trevin can't play, you know someone steps in like uh, Spencer Johnson did at Iowa State. So it's not that BYU can't play and, and win games, obviously. But the problem is now if Richie Saunders has to go out then you don't have a, a suitable replacement. You don't have an equal replacement. Or if Foose is in foul trouble, you don't have an equal replacement to come in and, and help. So it's not that it's the end of the world for BYU, but it really kind of limits them. And and there's already a tight world to be walked in on the road, and you just don't want to make it any harder. You don't want to have wind and rain and stuff. <laughs> BYU has kind of made it tougher on themselves but but with that said they've been extremely resilient in the midst of a storm of injuries this year and you just pine for the days where you could actually have one one or two starting lineups for the entire season rather than seven or eight all right before we get into uh the the sooners of 2024 uh let's talk about the sooners of 1992 uh that is a game uh that uh, i'm pretty sure you remember um, that was the uh, the last time these two teams uh, met, um, or one of the te- times these two teams met, and it ended in a buzzer beater by Kevin Nixon uh, in Maui. What do you remember specifically from that game, besides obviously the ending? You know, it would have been nice of Kevin to, to spread a, spread out the buzzer beaters to his teammates a little bit. I mean, he doesn't have to make them all, right? And <laughs> no, that was a... Uh, that was a big game. Obviously, going to the Maui Invitational was a big deal, and it was a great field. It had Duke and uh, Memphis with the Penny Hardaway, and Oklahoma was ranked ninth at the time. And so it was a great opportunity for us early in the season. We were excited about that game. Uh, I don't remember a lot about it other than the game-winning shot. Um, we turned the ball over a lot is what I'm being reminded about. But you, you don't you know, you kind of forget those things, and you remember the – the really good things but it, it, you know it was a great that was actually a great team i mean i i think that's one of the top 10 at least top 10 byu teams ever uh i'm kind of disappointed i mean we did win a game in the tournament and just barely lost to kansas in the second round i think i think that's the team that, that could have gone far uh and, and so uh you know kevin kevin hits a, a big shot there but there was a lot of talent on that team gary tross jared miller uh russ larson uh kevin or Nick Sanderson and Rob and Randy Reed. I mean, of course, Shane Knight. Of course, myself. I mean, I was kind of the, the headliner of that I, group. Obviously, I was a Jason, little surprised but, it took to the very end but, for you to mention that. <laughs> so we we weren't surprised that we won that game. It was certainly cool. We went on to win the next game against Memphis, and then 
and then got drilled by Duke. Uh, but uh, that, that was a really great memory. So what type of uh, Sooner team will, will this BYU team be facing tonight? Well, it's a good defensive team. I think you've talked about them, I and they defend the three very well. So it's probably going to be a lot like Iowa State uh, and Houston in that regard. And, and the, the, it, it'll be tough for BYU to, to really you know, do what they really like to do, which is shoot the three. But what they've also shown, Jason, is that they, if, peop, if teams take that away from them, like Texas did, that they're more than capable of, of scoring two-point shots. And with Foos in there, that may be a bit of a, more of a bit of a focus. But if teams are going to try and really pressure the perimeter, you have to have good cuts, which BYU's been great at this year. You have to have good dribble penetration, I'm talking about with Dallin and getting in the paint and then kicking the shooters. But if you're you're content to just pass it around the perimeter with a team like Oklahoma, they're just going to make your life miserable. And and hopefully BYU doesn't have the night that we had against Oklahoma with 28 turnovers. That that would not be good. And I guess if you win, it doesn't matter how many turnovers you have. But uh, if BYU has – I'm going to go on a limb and say if BYU has 28 turnovers uh, tonight like we did, that they're not going to win. Okay. All right, well, uh, I think the uh, the thing that we will all take from this interview is that John Cusack was Lloyd Dobler in Say Anything, and he was Lane Meyer in Better Off Dead. It doesn't change, however, my fun fact that Better Off Dead parts were filmed in Utah. Well, I'm, I'm glad we got that cleared up uh, because that's very, very important. That's what people game. are going to take away from this matchup between BYU and Oklahoma. Mark, you are I mean, the that, best. That, that, that triggered it, if that triggered it for me, Jason. I heard, I heard Lloyd Dobler a better off dead. I'm like, that's not right. If, yeah, if that's, that's not right. Yes. I'm getting the boom box down in the half court and just playing for the, yes. the Oklahoma fans. Yes, there we go. All right, guys, appreciate it. We'll hear both of you coming up in a few minutes. See you. All right, there we go. Uh, that's Greg Rubel. That's Mark Durant. It's Lane Meyer. It's Lloyd Dobler. My name is Jason Shepard, and I'm here to tell you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Back to wrap things up after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. With more Mountain America Cougar pregame live, here's Jason Shepard. 21st ranked BYU Cougars in Norman, Oklahoma to take on the Oklahoma Sooners. Besides BYU, the only other team from the state of Utah that will be in action tonight is the Utah State Aggies. They are at home. It is a Mountain West Conference matchup as they host the Wolfpack of Nevada. Let's check out some other action going on right now in the Big 12 Conference. Ten minutes to go in the first half. It is number five, Houston, leading Oklahoma State. This game being played at the Fertitta Center in Houston. Uh, the Cougars in red up 10 at 18 to 8. Uh, later on tonight, it is number 14, Iowa State at Texas, and then number 23, Texas Tech at number 13, Baylor. That will be uh, one we will certainly be following, a matchup of two top 25 teams. Uh, and in top 25 action at the half, it's number 15, South Carolina, leading Ole Miss 43-31. Clemson leading at number 3, North Carolina 26 to 14 and those are your only scores that uh, have at least tipped off 
uh, the games that tipped off in top 25 action. We'll also be following another uh, Beehive State versus Sooner State matchup, the Utah Jazz hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight at the Delta Center. So we got lots for you. We'll get to all that coming up uh, during uh, Cougar Halftime Live. We'll get you scores from everything and get you uh, caught up on all the goings-on in hoops tonight, both college and pro. All right, after the break, we're going to get you back to the Noble Center in Norman for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zions Bank, for 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. Let's take you courtside and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Lloyd Noble Center in Norman, Oklahoma, as tonight the top 25 BYU Cougars play their lone regular season game against the SEC-bound Oklahoma Sooners. The Cougs have already defeated Texas this season, so tonight BYU plays for a sweep of the Big 12's two departing teams. I'm your play-by-play broadcaster, Greg Rubel. With me is my 27-season broadcast partner, Mark Durant. Mark, not that BYU is playing with house money by any means tonight, but this is the back half of a two-game road swing that began with an impressive Saturday win at West Virginia. So the road split has already been secured. A sweep will be incredible and give BYU a winning record at the halfway mark of their conference schedule. Greg, we went out to lunch today, as we do. We had some delicious Mexican food. We did. And we both ordered some chips and salsa. <laughs> and if you get chips, you need salsa. I mean, you need it. And, and when you go on the road, you need one win. But we got, not only did we get one salsa, we got four different kinds of salsa. And that's just awesome. So if you can get two wins, that's like having four different kinds of salsa. I mean, that is that is just really, really good stuff. So they got the one they needed. This is their chance for a bunch of different salsa and really to put them in a strong position going forward. Because if you have three road wins, like they, that, that, I mean, that would be amazing. And you go home and you the schedule. I mean, th- this would be a great springboard. But with that said, you don't have uh, Ali Khalifa again tonight. You may or may not have Noah Waterman. We'll see. And it's a challenge. And Oklahoma's good, so it's a challenge uh, to get that th- those uh, second, third, and fourth salsa cups. Very tasty, a very tasty <laughs> preview from uh, from Mark Durant. There, coming up, we'll hear from Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Norman, Oklahoma, on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as we return to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Here's Greg Rubel. Coming to you from Lloyd Noble Center in Norman, Oklahoma, this 49-year-old venue seating more than 11,000 fans all time. The Sooners have an 83% win rate in this building. But OU has lost its last two home games and three of its last four games overall coming into tonight's game. The Sooners have dropped out of the AP Top 25 as a result. BYU comes in ranked 21st, 11th consecutive week in the rankings for BYU, fourth longest BYU streak all time. Time now to hear from 
BYU head coach Mark Pope. Our conversation presented by Zions Bank. For 150 years, Zions Bank has been serving the communities where you live, work, and play. For financial experience you can count on for the next 150 years, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Pope talks about taking on one of the better defensive teams in the Big 12, particularly on the boards and on the three-point line. They're a great defensive team. Uh, they're really locked in together. They'll uh, exert pressure, uh, kind of push you up the floor, get you, you know, they'll pressure you to 30, 35 feet. Um, they're not a huge steals team, but they just kind of get people out of rhythm, out of sync, kind of take away things that you're comfortable doing, and they've had tremendous success. Uh, nationally, I mean, they've been ranked for the last, you know, 10 weeks or so. I think they just dropped out of the yeah. rankings, but... Um, uh, it's a terrific team, um, and it's going to be a great challenge for us. Why is their three-point defensive number so good? It's rare that a team get to, get, get, gets to 10 threes on them. It's been 43 games, I think. It's, it's really interesting. They, um, they, you know, they, their lineup is really, really physical and really, really athletic and also a little bit smaller. So one through four, you know, where we've seen the last couple games where we can kind of take advantage getting switches uh, with other teams four defensively. Um, they're really, really mobile, and they're really, really capable. Uh, they're also really, really diligent, dedicated. Dedicated and full of effort on every single closeout, um, uh, and and so it's, it's it's partly the makeup of the team and partly the discipline of the team why they're so extraordinary defensively. They have a guy that gets a lot of his work done on the offensive glass yeah. in, in Sam Godwin. He's the number one offensive rebound percentage guy in the entire country. Yeah. Uh, pretty fun. Him and Jax, both from the same town. Um, and so, you know, they've known each other for a long time. But he's a terrific player. He's really built himself into a terrific player. Started at Wofford, ended up here at Oklahoma. Uh, lefty, um, really, really good touch around the rim. Although they don't go to the post a lot. They're pretty analytics-driven, so they don't work through the post very much. But he's very, very very capable. He also is always, you know, their fives are very, very pushed up in ball screen defense. Um, you know, one of the, you going back to taking away threes, one of the things they refuse to do is they refuse to let you get downhill and, and, and earn a second defender in rotations that way. And so they push their their five men up really, really high, and, and Sam's really smart at doing that. Like, he's got a great sense of where he needs to be and when he needs to be there and does a terrific job for them. They've started the same starting lineup the last 15 games. I'm not sure you can relate to that right now. Nope. <laughs> we try to keep it. We try to keep it interesting around here. Uh, what's the update on your personnel? Uh, we'll take a look at uh, Ali Khalifa and yeah. Noah Waterman. Well, I was hoping we were hoping we'd get Ali on a flight out here, but he's still not doing well, um, and so he, he he will be a no play today. And then and I think Noah's going to end up being a game time. We got him for about two minutes to shoot around today, so we'll see we'll see if we can have him available tonight. We'll figure it out. Uh, you know, we have good players and. We don't have a lot of them right now, but we have good players, and they're versatile players, and so we'll, we'll figure it out. You've done a great job of figuring it out. Coach, thank you for the preview. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Chief. All right, that's Mark Pope. Time now for the keys to the game, brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball is built Ford proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys for BYU and OU? Oklahoma's a good three-point defensive team. It's been 43 straight games. They have not allowed double-digit three-point makes. I'm going to say BYU has to get double-digit three-point makes, and if they do, they'll be in a good, good shape. And then... Because they're going to have to shoot some twos, and because Oklahoma doesn't have a great amount of size and rim protectors, I think they need to shoot upwards of 65% on their two-point attempts as well. All right, those are Mark Durant's keys to the game. As we go to break, 
we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next, live from Norman on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. Also brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Let's head live to the All-Pro Capital courtside seats. Alongside Mark Durant, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar Nation. Once again, welcome back to Courtside Inside, Lloyd Noble Center in Norman, Oklahoma. Tonight, 16-5 BYU, 4-4 in the Big 12, visiting 16-6 Oklahoma, 4-5 in league. BYU 7th in net, 9th in Ken Palm. Oklahoma 31st in net, 25th in Ken Palm. Another quad one game for the Cougs. BYU also playing for back-to-back away wins for the first time in three years. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tim-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Coordinating producer is Terry South. Control board operators are Ethan Arkell and Kaylee Radford. Our studio editor is Maya Tippetts. BYU radio engineer is Barry Squires, and you are tuned in on the new skin. BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite radio flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also on the BYU Radio app and at byuradio.org. Well, BYU and OU meeting for the first time in more than 31 years. Their last get-together was at the 1992 Maui Invitational. Kevin Nixon capping a comeback and hitting the game-winning jumper with a second to play. Russ Larson had a double-double. And this was a wild one. Mark Durant fouled out in a very physical affair. The game featured 52 fouls and 66 free throws. Mark, you were one of three BYU players to foul out. Oklahoma had 20 steals. BYU turned it over 28 times and still won the game. What are your recollections of that night in Maui? Well, I certainly do not remember turning it over 28 times. That's awful. Must have been a really ugly game, but we must have done some things right because Oklahoma was really good. And, of course, I remember Kevin Nixon's shot, the celebration. That was a, a great memory. You know, I didn't get the uh, three-quarter court Kevin Nixon experience. I was in Kentucky at the time. I think I could hear BYU fans cheering me in Kentucky when he hit that. But, you know, Kevin was terrific. That team was terrific. and It was a great opportunity for us, and, and we came through, and, and Kevin – and if you need someone to make a shot, if your life depended on it, pick Kevin Nixon because he's as good as there is. But, man, I, yeah, I, I fouled out. But I, my philosophy was if, you, if I didn't foul out, then I made a mistake because they gave me five fouls. So I, <laughs> I need to use those. And, and Russell Larson was an even bigger hacker than I was. I think he holds the record for the most fouls in a career. So we, we got our money's worth, and then we just let Kevin uh, get all the glory. On that night, you fouled out in 15 minutes. But Jared Miller fouled out in 11. <laughs> Jared Miller, 
was a walking foul uh, and uh, the strongest guy I've ever played against. And I used to have to guard him in practice, and that was the most miserable year of my life. Coming up after, <laughs> coming up after the break, we'll have more of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show live from Norman, Oklahoma, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, BYU Cougars Store Tip-Off Show ahead of BYU in Oklahoma. Fifth all-time meeting between these two programs. Series tied at two. BYU hasn't played in Norman since 1986. BYU lost that one 119-110. That's the only game in BYU basketball history in which both teams scored 110-plus points in regulation. The Sooners were this season ranked as high as number 7 in the AP poll, but their 10-week poll streak came to an end this week after a split week last week. Home win over K-State, then a road loss at UCF. And so Oklahoma loses at UCF. Kansas loses at UCF. BYU lucky to get out of a win, I feel, sometimes at UCF. Now, that, that, that UCF win, Mark's turning out to be a pretty good one. And, and UCF yeah. and BYU yeah. were picked, what, 14th and 13th? And look at them both in the mix right now. Yeah, Orlando seems to be a place where good teams go to lose, and BYU very lucky to escape with a win there, and that that is proving to be a really good win. And you look at what these four newcomer teams have brought to the conference, it's just even strengthened it even more. And then the weak links that you thought there would be uh, are playing great basketball, maybe towards the top of the conference. So, yeah, this is a, a great conference, top to bottom, no easy wins, no uh, no wins that you can just chalk up. Uh, and so every night's exciting, every night's fun, and this will be another one. Really fun league night tonight for sure. BYU fans, if you've had any cars on the injured reserve list, Doug Smith-Kia has some promising new prospects on their lot in American Fork. To see the full scouting report, visit DougSmithKia.com. More of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant, courtside here at Lloyd Noble Center, Norman, Oklahoma, for BYU and OU. BYU today playing for its third consecutive conference win. Last time BYU won three straight regular season league games. It was two years ago. BYU beat UCF San Diego and Portland in consecutive games. Cougs also playing for consecutive away wins for the first time since beating LMU and Pacific on the road three years ago. Another game, another check of the sick bay, and Ali Khalifa did not get here. He's sick back home, will not play, but Noah Waterman, who was a game-time decision, is warming up right now, Mark, and Noah will start for BYU. Yeah, I'm glad to see that, and, you know, it's not easy to play when you're sick, but your teammates need you. I think Noah realizes that, and hopefully he can have a little bit better production and feel better in this one because they'll need him, especially without Ali Khalifa. We'll see how many minutes Noah's able to give BYU today. He was barely a participant in shoot-around today, very sick. Some final words before tip-off coming up next on the BYU Store. Cougar tip-off show. We're live in Norman on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Here's Greg Rubel. Well, country music entertainer Toby Keith passed away last night, and he was born in Clinton, Oklahoma, lived in Norman, and here in Norman, we're in a moment of silence for Toby Keith. 
It's just concluded and a fitting tribute to someone that uh, really loved his Sooners for sure. And uh, it's been a big story in the state of Oklahoma today. Uh, Mark, uh, one quick note before our last break here. Oklahoma's got the streak going 43 consecutive games without allowing double-digit threes. You referenced it in your keys to the game. Can BYU get to 10 threes today? I, I think they can. They've been very effective against teams that are really good defensive teams already. I think they can do it tonight. Tip off of BYU and OU next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.